Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, September the 29th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we continue Year C Proper Week 22, which is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Thursday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the New Testament letter passage, which comes to us in this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. In this week of the church's calendar year, and so we have left 1 Timothy behind last week, and so we start 2 Timothy, where we verses, sorry, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Second Timothy chapter 1, verses 1-14 through 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I might be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason I, rem I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. The Spirit of God does gave us for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So, no, so do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it, is now, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel I was appointed an, a herald, and an apostle, and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching, with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. This is the word of God for us. There's a branch of philosophy that we call epistemology, which is the study of how we know things, right? And so depending on um, different uh, educational systems, um, maybe different eras of Western thought or Eastern thought, uh, people come to the conclusion how any single one of us can know anything, right? And so we think of Descartes' pattern of I think, therefore I am. And so this idea of um, because I am a, a person, I can think for myself. And there almost was a sense that like knowledge was somehow sanitized. Like I could think things that are um, unattached to different uh, influences in my life uh, so that I know that I'm not being... Uh, persuaded outside of my own objective thinking, right? That was Descartian uh, epistemology or thereabouts. Uh, but what we find in Eastern thinking, what we find in what we call like maybe postmodern thinking, is more of a confession that uh, we tend to know anything um, 
within community, right? There's, there are certain factors, there are certain influences in our life that help us to discern anything. So a postmodern philosopher would say that a truth is socially discerned, right? It's something that we discern together. And we certainly see this in the life of Timothy. So as Paul is addressing his protege, his dear one, he talks about the knowledge that he received from his family. So uh, he talks earlier um, in the, the passage uh, in verse 5, I am reminded of your sincere faith, first, uh, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. So there's a sense where Timothy has faith because it was handed to him with family tradition. And this is what happens a lot these days. And the stats roll out generation after generation that a person's proclivity to be a lifelong religious person tends to start within the home. If they have a religious home, then that tends to be something that they discern so that they should keep for themselves for the rest of their days. But then Paul talks about how there is knowledge that uh, Timothy has because of Paul's influence. He says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And so Paul says, there's a faith that's in you, a sincere faith that from your family, but also my influence, my ministry upon you has allowed gifts to be inflamed within you, uh, gifts from ministry uh, for the building up of the church. And then there's a third strand uh, that Paul says here. Um, he says this in, uh, later uh, going on verse 9, He saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus for the beginning of time, but has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And so Paul says, there's a sense too that a third strand of your knowledge or knowing comes from something that God has uniquely done. It doesn't it didn't come from your family. It didn't come from me. It came from God, 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 God himself. And so we have this, this interesting uh, paradigm building about how we can know God. So we know God through maybe familiar and, uh, and familial connections, uh, influence on our life, or it doesn't have to be, you know, directly family. It could be uh, someone that we looked up to, maybe a teacher, maybe a professor, uh, maybe a pastor when we were at a young age. I mean, there are probably some of us out there who went to church and our families didn't. And so it didn't have to come from the direct household where we come from. It's like early in life, somebody was impressing something upon us, right? And then uh, uniquely through like a development. So Paul wasn't just telling uh, Timothy bits and pieces of Christian belief, but he was like actually given Timothy a paradigm to how to serve, like how to follow God for the sake of others and the building up of the church. And then there's this third strand. There's something that God has been doing since the beginning of time, even before time. God has this dream and this desire to rescue and save the world through the gospel proclamation. And there's a witness of this because of what he's done in Jesus Christ. And so all of us, if we have faith today, it comes from different influences, comes from different streams of people investing in our life, comes from close ties, it comes from uh, development ties, people working the gifts within us, and it comes from God himself. And so I just think this, what a great thing to uh, meditate on early in the morning, like that we are here because of what others did in serving us. And so we're going to pray today. We're going to allow our souls to rise and meet God, but perhaps throughout the day, you might notify like three to five people 
three to five people who you know had significant influence on your life in a positive way for Jesus. Um, they are the ones who helped you connect the dots or they prayed a prayer over you that uh, where you sensed God deeply in that time of prayer or you really appreciated their teaching and preaching ministry, right? And you just could not wait to go to their next lesson or their next sermon or write something down. Uh, you couldn't wait to dialogue with them about something, right? Like something that really shaped you deeply or maybe it was that you saw your mom and your dad reading the Bible early in the morning when they felt like nobody was looking but when you saw that you, you knew like that's where it comes from it comes from them going to God daily and asking for strength and wisdom for life and for work and for raising a family and for being a godly person and so maybe it's sending a text message or a note uh, to a parent or a grandparent just thanking them for uh, their steady influence of a long obedience before you uh, to show you the way of Jesus. So whatever it is, three to five people, that's going to be my encouragement today. And imagine being on the receiving end of that note, like how much that would encourage you today. So you're going to be, uh, you're going to be responsible directly for the encouragement of others today. So let's put that into practice as we meditate and as we allow our souls to rise and meet God today. So let's spend some time in prayer this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the grand community that you've given to us. We thank you for the cloud of witnesses that have lived the faith before us, that we read about in the Bible, that we read about through the pages of church history, people who engage difficulty in life, uh, uncertainty, and uh, wrestling with the big questions, and gathering together in communities, encouraging one another in the faith. And we thank you for the immediate community around us, uh, the brothers and sisters, the moms and dads, the grandmas and grandpas, um, the teachers, uh, the Sunday school uh, teachers and helpers that helped to give us those initial impressions of faith. And we thank you for people who took us under their wing and they taught us leadership gifts and they gave us a burden to help shape souls and tend to souls around us. We thank you that all this adds up to this great story that you imagined before all of time began, that you'd be a savior of people, people like us. So God, we thank you for the community that's helped to shape us. Would you give us inspiration today? Uh, give us a chance to encourage lives, uh, those lives around us that um, have really picked us up and have carried us over these years. And I pray that as we uh, give them words of encouragement today, that they would be blessed and that they'd be filled with enthusiasm for continued work. And that all bring, bring glory to Jesus, who you, how, how you, you so many people, countless nameless faces people, um, helps lead many more others and multitudes of others to saving knowledge of Christ and the depth in their faith. And so God, we pray that you would encourage the church today. Allow us to be invigorated with um, inspiration and uh, with uh, new th ways of doing things so that uh, more lives can be transformed and changed in the world around us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>